do we think that we have the power to change people's minds? Good morning, Christian America. That's a good question. It's a question we're going to talk about this morning. In order to change someone's mind, a lot of people would argue that you first have to change their heart. So the next logical question would be, do we think that we have the power to change people's hearts in order to help them change their minds? Let's discover and dig into what scripture says this morning about who really has the power to change people's hearts and then change their mind as well. Let's talk about what scripture says about what our role as believers, our role as evangelists in Christ, what our role is. Not based on my opinion, not based on your opinion, but on what scripture itself says. Let's get ready uh, to delve into some scripture. Let's get ready to inspire each other. Let's get ready to educate and inform one another this Monday as we get ready to start our week. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort coming to you today on the podcast, on the Good Morning Christian America podcast, uh, as we come to you every Monday and every Friday right here on all the social media platforms. We come to you because we try to educate, inform, and, and uh, inspire you guys to live out your faith, live it out strongly, live it out unapologetically, live it out fearlessly that you take the message of the Word of God to all corners of your life, that you display and that you live the values that Jesus calls us to, that we follow the commands that Jesus uh, commands us to, that we turn to Scripture for guidance and wisdom, because that's the only place that true wisdom exists. You know, Proverbs starts off and it says that, that uh, true wisdom comes in the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. It's in Scripture that we turn to answer some of these questions that we have, some of these callings, some of these yearnings on our heart, what we want to do, where we want to go, how we should live, how we should speak. What is our role in this society? What is our role in this country? What, are, where, what is our role um, as members of a community built on Christ? And that's what this podcast tries to do. Uh, tries to do every Monday and every Friday and throughout the week. This community on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, and parlor uh in youtube and all the social media platforms that that we get on uh, that is the goal that is the goal is to revitalize the christian american uh, community revitalize christian americans in this country and, and to do that we need all of your help we need you to participate we ask for participation we never ask for donations we want participation we want you to be actively engaged as in, in this community so what we'd ask you to do is if you're watching this on Facebook, share this video. If you're watching this on Instagram, share this video. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, copy the link and put it on your other social media platforms. Share the message of God. Share some content that hopefully will get people thinking about where, where it is that they see themselves now and where it is that they see themselves in the future, in the grander scheme of things, not just simply on this earth, not in the at, at, during the time that we walk around um, here on earth and, and interact with one another, but everlasting. 
everlasting life should be the goal that we all aspire to. And it's sad that so many people don't view themselves, don't view their lives in that context. And that's what we want to talk to you today about. We want to talk to you today about what, what do we need to be doing? What should we be doing as believers in Christ? How do we get our message out there? How do we help change people's minds? And I, and I say cha help change people's minds, not how do we change people's minds, but how do we help change people's minds? Because there's a, there's a big difference there, right? As we started off on the intro here, um, it's hard to say that you can change someone's mind without first changing their heart. There's, we, we have, we have two specific, uh, different and sometimes opposing ways to view issues, to view things in our lives. We, we have what we feel in our heart and then what we, um, what we can calculate and what we can rationalize in our head. Um, and what we would hope is that both of those things uh, lead us in the same direction, but that's not always the case. And, and, then, and if they're opposing one another, which one of those takes the lead? Which one of, one of those, those two ways of thinking or uh, about a particular issue takes the lead? We would, we would believe that, you know, I don't think anybody has a definite answer, but we would believe that the heart, the way that you feel, should uh, typically take the lead uh, on how you should act, how you should behave, how you should treat one another. Even if you can intellectually think of things that you shouldn't be able to do or that you shouldn't do that are cruel, but they make mathematical sense, the heart should override that and say, wait a minute, this is another person. This is a person that's created in God's image who has a uh, spark of divinity within him. And so maybe we shouldn't act in this way. Maybe we shouldn't uh, degrade these per th this person. Maybe we shouldn't be mean to this person. Maybe we shouldn't punish this person. Maybe we shouldn't do whatever it is that we're thinking about doing, right? So we believe that the heart leads and it should lead the head, especially with dealing and dealing with people. And in 2020, dealing with people was, seems to be the uh, a, a very delicate issue because there are so many people that are believing so many different things uh, and things that are brand new, uh, essentially within the last five years, within the last 10 years, this, this entire ideology of, of society and, and what makes a society is really, really under attack, at least the, the, the history, uh, the traditional uh, way of thinking is under attack with these new forms of thinking uh, cloaked in the idea of academia and education and more um, social science and there's a lot of terms uh, that people throw around uh, but but nonetheless that are all of them or most of them are counter to what we believe as Christians they, they are counter to what scripture says they are counter to our fundamental foundational beliefs. And so what do we do in this space? What do we as believers do in this space today in 2020 when we're faced with such odds? Well, the, sometimes it becomes uh, instinct to lash out, to 
you, you want to scream, want to yell, want to uh, explain yourself, want to get upset when people don't listen uh, in order to change people's minds. But when you're yelling at them, when you're degrading them, when you're name calling them, when you're saying that they don't know what they're talking about or they're stupid or they're ignorant or uh, whatever it is that you end up being frustrated and discussing and, 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 and having these verbal altercations. What you're not going to be able to do is you're not going to be able to change someone's heart. And when you can't change someone's heart, you're never going to change their mind. And so what we do, we encourage you to do is look to scripture during these times. What does scripture say about changing people's minds, changing people's hearts? What does scripture say about the power of Jesus? What does scripture say? What does, what does Jesus say to do with your enemies? And how he says to love your enemies as you love yourself. Love your enemies. Paul in, in Romans and Paul in Corinthians speaks specifically about some of these things. And the first thing, I, the first uh, verse I want to point you to is Romans chapter uh, Romans chapter 12. I'm going to share this with you. Uh, and, and let's take a look at what Paul says himself. Now, verse 9, you know, Paul's letter to the Romans says, Let love be sincere and hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Anticipate one another in showing honor. If you go back down uh, to verse 17, or excuse me, verse 16, it says, have the same regard for one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be concerned for what is noble in the sight of all. If possible, on your part, live at peace with all. Beloved, do not look for revenge, but leave room for the wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Rather, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will keep burning coals upon his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. These are the types of lessons that we need to learn in 2020. When someone disagrees with you because you have a particular view on humanity that should be based in the Bible, we agree with you. Many people agree with you, but many people will not agree with you. And it's how we interact with those people who do not agree with us that sets us apart. The devil wants us to hate each other. The devil wants us to be divided. The devil wants us to be angry because that anger only begets more anger. What Christ calls us to do, and it's laid out here in Paul's letter, is that he wants you to not be consumed by that evil, not be consumed by that hatred, but yet love your enemy, love him, and show him the way. Not through mere words, especially not harsh words, 
but through actions and through love. Because that is how we can change hearts. It's not going to happen like this. It's not going to happen right away. But what we do is we plant the seed. We water the seed. And as Paul says in Corinthians, the first letter to the Corinthians, it is God who grows. Let's turn to the first letter of Corinthians in chapter 3 to hear exactly what Paul says, exactly what Scripture says. In verse 5, he says, What is Apollos after all? And what is Paul? Ministers through whom became believers just as the Lord assigned each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. Therefore, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who causes growth. We can't be so ignorant and so arrogant that we think that we have the power to change people's hearts. We just don't. We can't think that we are so intelligent that we have the power to change people's minds because chances are their mind won't be changed without their heart being changed first. Only God can do these things. Only God can change people's hearts. They already yearn for him. They already long for him. He made us that way. He made us this way. That's why you're a believer. That's why I'm a believer. So when you display our Christian principles, when you live out the life that God calls you to, you become that light of the world. That's what you are. You become the light that the people in darkness look towards for vision. And as they look toward the light for vision, they don't find you. They find Christ. You become that salt of the earth so that when they taste life, they taste Jesus, the true salt of the earth. We have a role to play, absolutely. We are to display the fruits, do the works that God has called for us, and to do so in order to bring about more followers, to live your life in a righteous and just manner so that other people can recognize that and explore themselves and think to themselves, how is that person content with his life? How is that person not nihilistic, anxious, upset, angry, greedy? Why does he seem at peace? And it allows them to go explore on their own. You plant those seeds so that God grows it. So that God can enter their heart. We're not going to change anybody's opinion. We're not going to change anybody's mind or heart by typing in all capital letters. 
on social media, Facebook, Twitter, calling people names and screaming at them, screaming at the sky. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help anything. Quite frankly, it goes counter to any progress. We as Christians need to be focused first internally and then those whom we're in closest contact with and seek to embrace those who differ in our opinion so that we may subtly bring them to Jesus. That we may bring them to Jesus. Because I got to be honest. And if you're honest with yourself, you know this. You don't have that power. You don't have the power to change people's minds. You might be able to change someone's mind on small things. But you're not going to be able to change people's minds on important things. Only Jesus can do that. Only Christ can do that. Only Christ can change people's minds on the divinity of one another, on the equality of one another, on the, on, on the idea that he and he alone knits us in the womb and counts every hair on our head. You can't make that argument. Only Jesus can. And so when you enter into the workplace this week, when you go out into the world this week, when you go into your Zoom meetings or your calls or your classes, whatever it is that you have to do, remember that you don't have the power nor the responsibility to try to change every person's mind who disagrees with you on every issue. The only thing that you have the power to do is to live your life right, express our values and our principles in a manner that is worthy to be expressed, in a manner that Jesus can be proud of, in a manner that you can be proud of. Anything else, you're just wasting time. Anything else, you're just getting angry. Anything else, you become like the people you disagree with. And that's not helpful to anyone. So let's think about that this week. Plant the seed. If the seed is planted, go ahead and water it. But remember, we must lead people to Christ. Only He can make it grow. Because if you're the link to someone else's salvation, then they're not going to be saved because you're not perfect. And we see that throughout nearly every single church organization, denomination. People who associate other people with their faith. When you do that, you can all be attacked because every person 
is deeply, deeply flawed. But if your faith relies on Christ and Christ alone, then no one can make an argument against you. No one can make an argument against your faith. Your faith should never then be shaken because Jesus is always present and he's always righteous. And so this week, think about these things. Live your life in a manner that we can be proud of. Make your arguments kind. When your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. And when he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And it will be like burning coals. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you again, this is a community of engagement. This is a community of involvement. Like and share and comment and engage on our posts. Engage in our content. Subscribe to the content on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast, the audio-only podcast. Everywhere they have podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, and a whole host of other ones. It's just The list is too long to name. The community is growing. You are making a difference. We are making a difference. Let's not stop that progress. Let's keep the ball rolling. Let's keep the momentum going. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until we talk and see each other on Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.